Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Uh, I feel like I'm quoting the Truman Show now. Um, hello and welcome to episode four of the More Than Muscle podcast. I'm Max, I'm joined by Andy and Natalie. How are we doing? How's our week's been? What's going on, Nat? Yeah, good. You call yeah. me Natalie. I did. I honestly don't know why. It you're was like my mum, like Natalie. Is that when you know you're in trouble when yeah. you use your full name? It's yeah. just like me, Mac- Maximilian. If I hear that, I know, ooh. Ooh, Andreas, are you here? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Quite like it. It makes, it makes us all sound professional. Yeah. And believe it or not, we're, we're trying to sound professional on the podcast. I don't know, don't know how well we're succeeding, but um, the effort is there. The fitness podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big inverted commas there. Um, what's been going on with you, Andy, this week? I'm just tying up them hobnobs, bro. Oh, I know. So I think they're just out of eye shot of camera. That's all right. They don't need to be seen. I'll put, I'll put them in. If you're yeah. if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm holding a packet of hobnobs. Um, interestingly, so this week we're going to be discussing obesity, uh, government action about <laughs> action uh, surrounding obesity as well. Um, and yeah, it seems that uh, our our sound engineer Tom bought us some hobnobs. Andy, what was your what was your pregame snack before we came in here? It was a uh, cake. Uh-huh. No, not just any cake. Not just any well, cake. It had pistachio Blackberry, pistachio. Vegan cake. And there it was a vegan go. cake. So I made it special. Max has turned us. Yeah. <laughs> it's vegan, it must be healthy. I had, a, I had a friend tell me that about a Crosstown donut, and they were like, yeah, but it's vegan, so it's healthy. And I just said, chips are vegan. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear, right. Anyway, let's get into it. Obesity is a really tough topic to talk about these days i think with a lot of body positivity there's some fat shame that you can have going on there was that cosmopolitan cover as well which caused a massive amount of controversy so i feel like it's a it's a difficult subject to broach but we're going to give it our best go this week uh really sad statistics i'm afraid 28 percent of english adults are obese and 36 percent are overweight and it gets even worse as you get older since three quarters of people 45 to 74 are either obese or overweight as well so it's clearly an enormous issue for the country as a whole and government has taken as much action on it as possible. Um, but what experiences have you guys had when it comes to clients coming in who are quite seriously overweight and trying to uh, you know, tell them the best ways they can actually uh, make changes in their lives to see that improvement? Uh, Nat, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, it, I mean, it's quite a hard one because when people, especially when people inquire with us, um, that, that is a big step to ask for help mm-hmm. from a professional. Um, so they might have gone to their GP before, but to actually go privately and seek seek help, that's a, that's a really big step to take. Mm. Um, and it's just starting off slowly because it's not, you don't wake up one day and you're suddenly overweight or obese. It's an accumulation over time and it's a lot of habits being Mm -hmm. built over an amount of time as well and it's not just clients as well I think it's like it's within families and it's yeah I think it's it's in it's within sort of a lot of well it's definitely within my family Mm -hmm. as well obesity and overweight and yeah it's it is a tough topic I I think it's it's a brave step coming in and I think there's so many negative stigmas surrounding it um, Mm. whether it's whether it's body shaming I think uh, people who are quite severely overweight can feel super super self-conscious about themselves coming in and feel like they that they shouldn't necessarily come in for fear of us Mm. judging them 
Um, but in, in reality, it's the complete opposite. Those oh are the sort gosh. of people that need it the most and therefore, yeah. you know, I think we'd all urge to come in and actually, uh, you know, start making those steps in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. People who are overweight think, oh, I shouldn't be in the gym. I shouldn't really be seen there. But honestly, if somebody's overweight or if it's their new, if it's like their first time in the gym, oh my gosh, I champion that. You just think, mm-hmm. yes, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were talking about this, not so much about obesity, but training in general it's important when these clients come in that you help them fall in love with the training process because Mm -hmm. as Nat says it's such a deep lying habitual thing that they've been doing slowly over maybe their whole life and it's kind of caught up with them and they've become obese and whatever that it's not just going to happen overnight and then I feel like you get two types of clients you get one that comes in that is really nervous and you can see they're really nervous and then you get the other one that comes in with a big like mask over it and they almost play the joker card with it and it's like i'm here i'm fat i don't care i'm gonna sort it out but really sometimes those guys are the harder ones because they're masking like the psychological problems mm-hmm. that are causing what they have so i think you have to be careful on how you you attack it but and also it sometimes masks the seriousness of it yeah. as well like oh yeah I'm a fat lump or whatever yeah. it's like well no you're you're trying to make a joke out of the situation which is just insecurities but you do need to look at it as a yeah. as a serious matter it's, yeah. a, it, it's a coping mechanism I think the challenge is you have a lot of mental health problems that come along with obesity in terms mm. of mm. Uh, you can sometimes have body dysmorphia um, which starts when you're when you're skinny and therefore you just progressively gain weight and then you almost develop a self-loathing. Uh, depression is another massive one you get hit with and then that creates a vicious cycle because a coping mechanism for that can then subsequently be overeating as well, which is a, a, a vicious cycle and you've just got to break the loop at some point. Yeah. I think psychology is the massive part of it. Yeah. you almost got to harden them up sometimes, but it needs to be slowly done because otherwise I find the coping mechanism is usually... Uh, I'll sort it out later. Mm-hmm. Or I'm fat. I'll always be fat. I'm made mm. like this. I'm big boned or whatever. And it, it's kind of like making them see past it that they are able to do what they need to do. Yeah, um, those stats are crazy as well. They yeah. are. It's, it's, it's resi- Yeah, over 45 to yeah. 74, three quarters being overweight or obese. Mm. And obviously, I think there comes, as you get later on in life, you have other problems, mm. that, or not necessarily problems, but commitments as well. Mm. Uh, you're probably at the top of your game in terms of career in you know, your mid-late 40s, uh, families, everything like that, as well as motivation as well. You're probably not out on the pull in the night, nightclubs anymore. You're not mm. feeling the need <laughs> yeah. to have those uh, <laughs> yeah. washboard yeah. abs and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I, you can quite clearly see why we've had a pandemic and why it's been exaggerated maybe mm-hmm. i mean that that's british stats right yes what the hell is the world's one like i'm i'm sure it's pretty bad to be honest yeah but i think again going back to the training process i think that's why it's so important as coaches us and everybody within our industry it's really important to help them fall in love with it because there's so many aspects to training mm-hmm. that don't have to sit under obesity or fat or mm-hmm. muscle or those kind of physiological ad- adaptations that if they actually fall in love with it, that will be the sub that comes along with it. And because they'll be doing it more and more often, more frequently, they'll probably, one, lose the weight they need, mm-hmm. but two, build like huge habits of success that they've never seen to kind of snowball the effect they need. Yeah. So I think it's really important. 
I completely agree. I think whilst we're talking about statistics as well, I think BMI is quite an interesting one mm. because mm. that's what the statistics are based off of in terms of whether someone is classified as overweight or obese. It's on the BMI index and yeah. plus 30 being uh, obese in that case. But I think it's a really tricky one to have a one size fits all because yeah. if we look at BMI specifically, someone like uh, like Dwayne Johnson is technically obese yeah. because mm. of his height and weight. But obviously, it's all muscle in his yeah. case. So therefore, there is very little health risk, and you know, risk of heart yeah. disease, cardiovascular mm. disease, liver disease, um, so many things like that. So he's not technically obese, but according to BMI, he is. So yeah. Um, yeah. that I know you were talking about uh, doing a bit of research into that and how. Yeah, and it's is. like well, it was it started in eighteen it yeah eighteen thirty. It's only like two hundred years old. Ridiculous. And it was like a really quick and easy way to say if somebody is underweight, normal weight, overweight or obese. But it was done on a study with um, people who didn't really yeah. exercise much and they didn't really work out either at all. Mm -hmm. um, so that is, it's not considered um, an element of it. So mm -hmm. I think it's just a really quick and easy way for the government to to just I don't know put a number on something yeah. to say oh you're you're underweight or you're overweight but if you're a trained individual or yeah. if you go to the gym if you do any sport if you've got a bit of muscle mass mm -hmm. yeah then it just sends sends that number way out yeah. It's all the it's all the government statistics and the uh, the government uh, based what is it the da daily recommendations and I mm -hmm. saw someone um, uh, online post recently just like government daily recommendations or if you want a government recommended body and then it just like <laughs> immediately cut to one of Boris Johnson and it's what, is, like, what is it like your hate your your weight. Divide no, no divided no. by like your height your or height. something like that. Well, it's weight, yeah. height, and age all factored in. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, but, it's a metric for the sedentary, and the fact is, most people are sedentary based on those statistics. Mm -hmm. So it's like any other assessment; it needs to be utilized for the right. Yeah, it's quick. Thing. It's cheap. Done. And there is some, there is some advantage to it, but as soon as we make them step into the gym and we start being a little bit more athletic with them and we move them around and we start getting changes with them, it's like we need to shift what we're measuring because that's no mm. longer, you know, the underpinning metric that they should be looking at and that there's so much more to be looking into. But I think for the sedentary, it can be decent, yeah. you know. It gets it gets bastardised quite a lot because we're looking into it. But the fact is, if you're someone who just sits on your bum all day, probably does tell you you need to get off it <laughs> oh absolutely i mean there, there are some government uh initiatives uh, i think i'd call them to try and you know obviously curve this so encouraging people to get off their bums mm -hmm. uh one is they're starting to offer financial incentives for families to both exercise and eat more fruit wow. and veg yeah and that, I heard this. This, this does baffle fun. me a little bit the fact that that is mad you for some reason you need money as a motivation when it surely should be the fact that well you're going to die if you don't sort this out or you're going to you know be afflicted mm. with these horrible horrible diseases which you are so so much more likely uh, to contract obviously if you are severely overweight mm. I, 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 I honestly don't understand I need someone else to come in on it because otherwise yeah, I'm just going to go off yeah, on, well, a, I think on a I think on a different spectrum as well they also have, was it the sugar tax? Yes, exactly, on fizzy drinks. Fizzy That's drinks. Um, 
Does that apply to like alcohol and things as well? No, it's it's purely no, uh, soft drinks. So it looks at looks at sugar content, um, yes. and but it obviously doesn't cover sugar-free drinks with sweetness. It's only sugar oh, themselves. Okay. So you'll notice okay. in like in every one of your chain restaurants and stuff, the automatic mm. option is the diet one because they want to sell that to you because they don't have to pay as much for it because obviously oh, it, the sugar version but is being taxed by the government. The problem is all of these initiatives are just going to paper over the cracks. They might fix things in the short term, mm. but ultimately, mm-hmm. as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago with the client having um, his daughter going to a school and they were looking at things like activity, not the cream of the crop and sport and winning being the only thing for PE, mm-hmm. I think it starts at school and we or parents have to take a bigger interest in that so that we can support our children and help them learn because that's going to be the next generations coming through and i think if the government spent more time hiring educated professionals in these institutions and promoting that then you're going to start seeing a change but it's going to be a slow burner yeah that being said i understand they need to do things quickly also because there's a huge problem going on mm-hmm. but i still think there's better I think ways edu- to do yeah it. i think education is key like knowing where like potatoes are grown and like <laughs> where like m- like meat is coming from and like farming and all mm. of that i think that that's that's a huge thing that needs to be done like, like getting talk, people cooking about it in re- reception and stuff like, like talking about you know farm animals and stuff like that i think that that's sort of it isn't it it's all yeah it's like oh what sound does a pig make yeah, like, <laughs> like honestly again going back to teaching the obese and whoever actually turns up to gym about training principles and buying into those things and making them enjoy the whole process the only reason i started learning about nutrition from at school was because i wasn't doing athletic stuff and i was like right i want to be better so then you look into those things but if you've never needed to utilize it you might never look at it so you'll only Mm. ever look at food as how it tastes Mm. what gives you instant gratification sweets cakes Mm. all the rest of it i just banged a whole one from wherever i had it (laughs) nice but I don't think it is just about food. There needs to be more about movement because mm. it's not sugar's fault that you're consuming it. Mm-hmm. But also you need to earn it if you're going to be eating it. So what are we doing as a government, as a country, as a world to actually promote people moving more? Because then it's not such a problem. We have a lot of clients coming in to see us as well where they come in, train with us three or four times a week to justify eating out a lot because you need to do that to justify the you know four or five fancy meals, all the alcohol they're mm. drinking. Um, and that's just an essential part of it. Yeah, I know. Some people are just fully aware of that, that they're always <laughs> counterbalancing their giant eating habits. But, I mean, yeah, they it fuels their training, yeah. I guess. Yeah, they always have a good session. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're, keen on, uh, they're keen on training, and that's... That's quite important. Absolutely. I think it's important to flip things on their head a little bit. So we're talking about a sugar tax in terms of, you know, making bad things cost more. But I don't know, in in my opinion, the way I'm looking at it is make things that are good for you cheaper. I think Mm. government subsidies would probably be a more efficient way of doing it because people's justifications for bad eating a lot of the time are that healthy options are very expensive. So you look at McDonald's and I can buy a burger for 99p. Why would I not have that when, um, why, why would I have a salad that costs a fiver yeah, yeah. instead? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being a kid at school and at lunchtimes we were allowed to go out and get food. We didn't have to have it from the canteen. And we had a Sainsbury's that was across the way. So we always used to just bop out two Sainsbury's and then buy our lunch. And like, I remember buying like massive multi-packs of frazzles, sweets, because at the end of the day, it was like 25p for the frazzles. 
10p yeah, for this so 10p for that mm-hmm. but then if i was to buy a sandwich and drink or a salad bowl and drink or whatever's a little bit better choice i'd be spending like close to eight quid and as a kid you wouldn't have that no. so it's like parents are going to be doing that especially if they've got like three kids or four yeah. kids or even two one whatever it's just this is the problem and you hit the nail on the head with it i think that's what the government should be also looking at rather than trying to hike up what's bad for you yeah because people will still buy it you'll you'll find you'll find a way to still consume it because that high-end healthy stuff you know your your kale and avocado salad is is still crazily expensive and you're never going to justify that especially if you don't really want it Mm. yeah stick a a high price tag on it as well there's no way in hell you're going to select something like that um, the last last little bit I wanted to touch on was there was a recent Guardian headline which which triggered me just a little bit, mm. uh, which said uh, weight loss via exercise harder for obese people. I think there are so many challenges that obese people face when they come into the gym in terms of certain movements they can't do. Obviously, they are carrying so much more weight um, just when they're doing any movement. So, you know, we don't need to load them up on a step up with dumbbells. They've already got a lot of dead weight that they're just carrying. So the exercise is harder itself, Mm. but I think it's not necessarily harder. It's that people aren't being educated or people aren't, you know, offering out support for people who are in this, this sort of shape and Mm. teaching them how they need to be working out. I think that's the real struggle. Yeah. Try being 12% and lose weight. It's, It's harder. Yeah. So it's like one of those headlines that is so short winded, but, it's yeah. hard to lose weight for anyone. Yeah. Your yeah. body has a set point that it likes to that it likes to stay at. Yeah. And but I mean that's why personal training is so good because it's personalized to to the client. So that well that's what we tend to do anyway. Absolutely. No. I think I think the plateau can be a little bit hard for some people that are quite severely overweight. So mm-hmm. if say you are 25 stone you've never worked out a day in your life, all of a sudden you start a training program. Mm. Your first week, you might lose a stone, a stone mm-hmm. and a half. Your second week, you might lose another stone. Mm-hmm. And then when that starts to tail off, mm. the motivation, I think, falls yeah. off a cliff as well. Yeah. And I've had that with people you know, in my family, yeah. um, in my personal life as well. And it's, it's a really big struggle to keep them motivated because the progress yeah. does start to slow down. And, yeah, I, I think weight loss shouldn't be there. Sorry. I think training shouldn't be there as a weight loss mechanism. Yeah, you can use it for that, but you're supposed to use training so that you're more robust, you're fitter, so that you can do things in your life, so that you give yourself more capacity to eat more food, lose weight if you wanted to, achieve things that you need to do in the park with your kids, whatever. Because at the end of the day, whether you're 200 kilos, 80 kilos, trained, untrained, your weight loss should come through, you know, habitual stuff, your lifestyle choices, all of those things. Because, like, I've been really lean and I've been not so lean. I still train good. My training's mm-hmm. not changed much. Mm-hmm. It's just what I'm doing outside it's of habit. that has changed. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very narrow headline and it's one typical of the news. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, our game last week really highlighted the, the problem you have with news headlines these days. Mm-hmm. That they don't reflect the full picture or what the real answer may be. I think something else that was highlighted in the article itself was that um, it's largely due to total daily energy expenditure mm. dropping when people exercise. And this is, it isn't just the case for people that are overweight or obese. It's regardless of whatever target you've got or whatever stage you are at with your, with your physique. 
is that when you've done a workout, you seem to then justify that or even inadvertently just move less. You you get home, mm-hmm. you, your legs are burning. You mm-hmm. think, wow, I'm going to now sit on my ass for the rest yeah. of the day. When you would have usually gone out, maybe seen some friends, yeah. maybe gone for a walk. Which is when, when people diet so much as well and all of the energy goes. And when what we were touching upon last week mm. with go hard or go mm. home, mm-hmm. you just spend so much energy in your workout you don't eat very much and then all of a sudden your energy expenditure outside of all of that one hour in the gym goes yeah and you just you're just sitting on the sofa again when actually you might have gone out for a walk or Mm. you might have i don't know had a had something else that will give you a bit more energy <laughs> what other exercise yeah. have I had? Gone, you're a PT <laughs> <laughs> walk uh, hip extension it's not, not in the gym <laughs> walk um, yeah I think that's what people exhaust all avenues and then they become really exhausted mm. which stops them doing their I mean, it's the typical, daily activities it's the typical January one right I'm going to train with Andy three times I'm also going to train with Max three times I'm also going to train with Nat three times in three different gyms because I'm that way inclined and I'm also <laughs> going to do like five different boot camp classes because the gym I'm at is offering classes to go to I'm also going to just eat grass <laughs> take away all coffee stop alcohol for a whole month and I'm going to hit 10,000 steps a day every day for a month and it's like it's not going to last, man. Mm. No wonder yeah. exercise is the reason why things are like stopping you. It's because you've just pitched yourself on the top of the cliff. And like you're already obese. So it's going to be a big crash when you hit the floor. Yeah. So I think those are the problems. I think yeah. so too. I thought I'd lighten things up with our game this week, guys. So classic car journey vibes. We're going to go for... 10 questions, not 20. I don't want to send the audience to sleep. So I thought we'd all pick someone specifically in the fitness industry Mm. and the other two have 10 questions to guess who that person is. Obviously, I've not briefed you on this game beforehand, so I don't mind going first if if you guys fancy that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So there we go. I've got someone in mind. When you're ready, fire away. You've got 10 questions. Who am I? Male or female? Male. I'm going to say you've got to be yes or no questions. So you can't. I was going to say, my next question was going to be, who is it? (laughs) (laughs) Tall or short? No, you have to say, here we go again. Andy on his game. (laughs) Andy doesn't understand (laughs) any rules. You've got to say yes or no. Yes, exactly. uh, Is he tall? Is he tall? Is he short? Oh my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> Andy burning through these Is he endomorph? Is he a human being? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's not an endomorph. No, it's not me. Does he have dark hair? Yes. Does he have curly hair? Yes. <sighs> Does he like burpees? Yes. Is he a chef? Yes, kind of. What? I know who it is. Go on then. Who is it? You've got two questions left. You're, you're on eight. Who is it? Joe Wicks. Joe. Obviously. Joe Wicks. <laughs> Joe Wicks. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know, mate. It's, it's some really? guy that's copying my hair, my brand, my fitness sort of okay. thing I've got going on is over Is he here. in the fitness industry? I'm not entirely sure, mate. Um, apparently, he just jogs on the spot and, and, and does some burpees. But um, right. yeah, no, completely copied my brand. Um, yeah. Have uh, have either of you two got, got yeah, something in mind? Yeah, I've got something. Okay, all right, let's do that. Andy, no... Is he tall? Is he short? Is he endomorph? Is he a man? 
Yes. Okay. Um, is he someone we know personally? No. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, is he an athlete? No. Is he wham? Yes. True. Is he sexy? <sighs> not... No. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not my type. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to stir the pot still. <laughs> Okay, so not not Nat's type. Andy, you might you might be better. At is he Gymshock? No. Ah, uh, it's not you. Is he? Is he? It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, wham. Um, okay. Uh, are they an? Inst- are they an Instagram influencer? No. Good. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> are they an athlete, like a professional athlete? No. no. Have I already that. asked that? Oh, yeah. God damn it. Are they blonde? No. Oh, no. Oh, eight, You've got eight, one eight, more eight. left. Eight. I don't count the double question as two. We've got two more questions. Come on now. Andy, I think we, we might have screwed the pooch on this one. Do they know their shit? No. Fuck it. So yeah. someone that's wham that doesn't know their that, shit. That's two people in my industry. <laughs> 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 um, oof. Um... I'm, 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 I'm got one more question. Can I phone a friend? Uh, no. Ask it, the audience. If, if it's me, then yeah. Um, <laughs> Who is it, bro? Um, are you? Are they vegan? Yeah. Are you vegan? Why not? No. Ah, uh, well. I don't think so. Why? Why, why would I know who, who they are? Then? I don't know who it is. <laughs> who is it? Mr. Motivator. Oh, <laughs> what a legend this <laughs> geezer is! I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that. No, I'm out. <laughs> right, Andy. Andy, you got someone? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's an evil-looking smile as well. Is this person <laughs> male? No. Hang on. Yeah, there we go. We've got some. We've got some gender diversity here. That's what we needed. Is this? Do you follow this person on Instagram? No. Okay. Um, are you uh, wham? <laughs> is what is this woman wham? Yeah, women can be wham. Mm. Yeah. What's your definition of wham? Just you know, you look at someone and you're like, yeah, they're they're pretty wham. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's my definition. I look at them and I'm like, yes. They, they're not wham. They're not that wham. No. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of on the fence. On the fence, wham. Are they an athlete? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do 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 we know them personally? I don't know. Do you? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you would. I've, I've got links. No. No. <laughs> Have they been in the Olympics? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ooh. Ah. Uh, uh, mm. Are you are you track? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're getting we're getting warm. Are they a mum? Oh, fuck knows. How would I know? Okay. I feel, okay. I feel like that's not a question. Okay. If, we, if we don't get an answer, uh, are, did you compete in Tokyo? No. Nope. Okay. So maybe like a legacy. Um, are you British? Yep. Uh, oh. Okay. We've got we're nine down. We've got one to go. I'm just, I'm struggling there. Uh, Hair I mean, colour. Who's sorry? Hair colour. Say hair colour. You, you can go. Yeah, uh, uh, you can guess. Do they have dark hair? Yeah. Oh no, that's that's messed up. Who I thought it was then. 
Yeah, who, who, who do you reckon that? Who did you think it was? I was I was leaning towards Jessica Ennis Hill. Yeah, it was Jessica Ennis Hill. You got it right. Did I really? Hey. She's got oh, okay. a deal. No, I thought she was kind of blonde these days. And she's a mum. And she is a mum. Well, I, yeah, I said mom. I didn't know. I didn't oh, say sick. no. Happy days. I yes. can't believe that. I didn't know she was blonde either. Oh, I she was... It's a shot in the dark. Oh, happy very days. Good. Well, nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Deep bow. Nat's the best at this game, clearly. Yeah. Or best at picking more obscure people. I pick someone in the industry. Who knows what they're doing? I think she does. I think. I think. I the, think. Uh, I think the gold Miss medals. Miss does. <laughs> Joe Wicks doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no argument there. <laughs> Talking of government action on obesity, I think something which got a lot of attention a few months back was calories appearing on menus and the potential issues, benefits, weighing that up, whether that that's actually a good idea. Um, but I'm wondering what, what your guys' thoughts are on this. I think it, it can create so many problems with people under-eating and people who are either mm. orthorexic or anorexic as well. Um, but obviously you're trying to steer the other side of the coin, steer people who are overweight and knocking them down. So, um, uh, yeah. Andy, do you want to come I, in I that? think like it's really useful and handy for someone like myself because mm-hmm. I feel like I have a good understanding of calories and all those things that you were speaking about so I can mm-hmm. manage it properly. But the biggest issue is, going back to school again, it's like awareness of what does calories actually mean? What is mm. energy balance? Mm-hmm. How does that reflect anything? And then what these numbers are potentially doing is creating those issues that you spoke about. So I still think it's a short-term approach to a problem that is massive and deep. Mm-hmm. And so we need to start educating what those numbers mean and reflect. And that is the biggest issue. But yeah. I like the fact they're there for me. Yeah. If somebody... Oh, if somebody like looks at the menu and then sees, I don't know, chocolate cake in the dessert menu that's 400 calories, but then sees, I don't know, salmon with grilled salmon with broccoli and potatoes for 600 calories, and they're like, oh, what can I have? I'm just have the chocolate yeah, cake. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's like, what that... it's got less. It's less calories, so mm. I'm just, I'm just gonna have that. I rate that if someone goes into a restaurant and goes straight to dessert. Oh my gosh, I've got a friend like that. <laughs> Have you really? <laughs> but it's like, also other things like, okay, so I went for a run, my Fitbit told me that was 300 calories, mm. so I'll subtract that, and then that means I can have that 300 calorie cake. Like, if you've done your calories properly, then that number's been accounted for mm. in an inclusion of activity, so you don't need to add and further justify that so you can fit the cake yeah. in, unless that run was completely out of the norm of activity that you had done on average anyway I I think what you guys are talking about is is part of the problem though you guys are talking about calculating based on I did a run X number of calories Mm. and the whole idea about obviously going out to eat especially it's for for most people at least um, more more of an occasion more of a celebration Mm. you want to relax and take time away from that Yeah. so I think that 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 lies the problem of I'm trying to relax and have a good time being educated as well with with what you're selecting like mm-hmm. Peter, you you know when, when you're getting a burger with fries that it's going to be higher in calories than mm-hmm. the the grilled but version it's like, it's like me going here's a barbell max here's a mat here's a gym get on with it all those mm. things are really useful you can do a lot with them and what's happening now is we have like Fitbits we have iWatches we have Mm. Oh, well, 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 whatever fucking shit <laughs> the you Chinese listening to me yeah <laughs> everywhere and uh, you have like fitness pal nutri checker whatever you call them as loggers and then you've got like then the calories on menus and we have all this data and instruments to uh, 
absorb it all, but no one's actually been taught <laughs> what to do how, with how it. And it's it, like yeah. the same. Here's yeah. a barbell, We're mate. We're just tracking so much shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, squats are great for you, but fuck me. If you can't do them properly, you're probably going to break yourself. Yeah. So it's like, it goes back to the fundamental of we need to go back to school. Mm. Like, why aren't they giving us cash to educate everyone else? Because it's not instant. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's, struggle, it's, it's a struggle to think long term with these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of being on menus as well, there, there is a, a certain benefit to it because there are certain things on a menu which, you again, you may perceive to be healthy. Mm. But especially mm. in restaurants, I mean, there's a reason restaurant food is usually more delicious than what you cook at home. It's because it's got a crap load more salt mm. and oil yeah. in it. And those things are delicious and we enjoy that. Yeah. But you don't necessarily see it. You see... Uh, I don't know, for instance, chicken. Mm. You don't realise that chicken has been fried in, I don't mm. know, four or five tablespoons of olive oil. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's absorbed, you know, another 300 calories yeah. on top of what I you question, think it would be. I question how accurate. As well, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. The numbers that's are the on there. I can just imagine the chef in the restaurant, big like I, knob of butter, olive oil, like, I still, what's yeah. he going to I still hands down question when it has a vegan sign next to it, whether it truly is. I mean, me too, yeah. I, like, I just don't believe him. <laughs> no, I, I think when prepping. it's in a, I, yeah, I just think, look, I just want to go out for a meal. Can you just leave me alone? Yeah. <laughs> like, calories just like yeah. standing there. <laughs> like, I just want to enjoy my meal, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I, I think we all need to be able to relax, take yeah. time out. Like, you know, yeah. I think, all three of us will happily go out and sit down in a restaurant and not worry about it in the slightest. But then again, I think that's the struggle because we have a healthy relationship with food. Mm. We have a healthy relationship with exercise and not everyone does have that same luxury, I suppose. Yeah. It's uh, mad. Yeah. It is crazy. It is so crazy. It's such a, it's such a, I keep saying it, a multifaceted, deep, underpinning, lying, whatever you want to call it, problem. But I just don't see, I, I don't know, someone more clever than me might know, but I just don't see any way out of it than going right deep into nursery and going yeah. from there. I mean, the education that's currently there is is stupid. I remember I, be, I was being taught the food plate uh, back when I was, I was at school. Mm. And obviously there's, there's no account for allergies or, you know, say someone's lactose intolerant. Apparently mm. like one fifth of the eat well plate is dairy. So obviously, mm. like you know, that may be something uh, some people might struggle with, or some people have a greater uh, reliance on certain nutrients, depending on you know religious beliefs, for example. Mm. Uh, I've got a client that doesn't eat meat twice a week, so obviously, meat and protein that was another fifth of the eat well plate. Um, but this eat well plate was developed in the fifties. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it's severely outdated in terms of just when this research was actually done as well as the fact that it doesn't account for everyone's different shapes and sizes. Yeah, I mean, I remember being at school, obviously, and... Just about. Yeah. <laughs> having PE teachers who didn't want to do PE, they would just, like, babysit for an hour. Yeah. I remember having mm. food tech teachers that were so obese they couldn't even climb the stairs to take us at the top floor where we should have had the classroom. They would take the lift. I remember, like, working in schools as a PE teacher but working for an external company because the school had to hire it because they didn't have the skill within the school. And I'm thinking, why aren't the fucking government investing so that each school is equipped with these things and then actually hire enthusiastic people to fill the roles? Mm. Like people that are passionate about food, people that are passionate about training, exercise, all of the rest of it, sport. Like It just doesn't compute with me. What are they spending their bloody cash on? Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense surely that's the logical answer 
Yeah, I think so too. I think I think blanket calorie recommendations are dumb as well. Look at that. You look at the back of every single thing. Here, this packet of hobnobs. Again, yeah. the quality that we've one. got these here. But um, there's a there's a daily recommended calorie intake for men and women. Mm. Uh, men yeah, is so two, men is two and a half thousand. Women it's two thousand. But yeah. if you yeah. are if you are five foot nothing and yeah. I don't know, say forty five kilos. You're recommended is going to be different. Imagine there, there's a woman who's yeah. six foot and she's a Olympic volleyball player. Yeah. She's going to have a completely different calorie intake requirement than, yeah. than you. But for some reason, the government's just pushing the same numbers to different genders. Yeah. But even like the the cycle to work scheme, it's like fuck's sake. <laughs> You are a fucking knob. What's wrong with you, you fucking bastard? <laughs> Just come I on. Think, I think going on the, the numbers as well, there was a thing, I don't know, maybe two years ago or last year, where they were going to put next to all the calories how long it will take you to exercise oh, to no, burn that for off. For God's That's sake. Also, Who comes up with this shit? It's a complete, it completely depending you, on how, how high your output is. Yeah, but also you don't have to like physically exercise every single calorie off like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't work, work like, that. like that you'll yeah. you'll be a skeleton no the thermic effect of food and like, how, how how your body actually processes yeah. it just sitting sitting just right sitting, now yeah. i guarantee you we've all burnt what 20 30 calories i think yeah. it's something just like 70 70 to 79 calories per hour doing fuck all yeah just to be alive so you times that by 24 that's quite a big chunk I just think chunk that's of... a really dangerous way to go if you're thinking every calorie that, every calorie you consume you you have to burn that yeah. is the most dangerous one but yet it's still being like it's still a thing people still think that's mm. a thing and like that's the biggest fight when we're teaching nutrition and like you do want to teach the numbers of it because at the end of the day they count and they matter but there's a danger that you don't have enough contact time with the client and so they don't see it like that, they don't perceive it like that and then the problem is exactly what Nat says. And we have numerous clients that come into the door initially that have this issue and all they're doing is counting in and out <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. mate, for fuck's yeah. sake, how do you just feel? eat a burger, man. <laughs> and how do you feel? <laughs> it's like everything is so numerical. Yeah. So to shift away, so from government action, mm-hmm. let's say someone has taken the brilliant first step they've come into the gym they've come to see uh, one of us three uh, morethanmuscle.co.uk um, <laughs> what are we recommending someone like that actually does in the gym for instance say they're taking their first steps in the gym you've got a, a big belly for example so I find uh, push-ups is quite a prevalent one people who are quite overweight but you know oftentimes have big strong shoulders they want to do some push-ups but obviously the belly gets in the way, things mm. like that, as well as well as you know other host of issues like mobility issues around the hips mm. and things. What would you sort of recommend someone coming into the gym straight away? What can they crack on with to actually get them going, Andy? So you're saying, I'm just clarifying the yeah, question. That's all you're right. saying someone comes into the gym, there's issues because of their weight. Mm-hmm. What do they need to do when they come into the gym yeah. to yeah. make sure that they have? Okay. Have, have a successful yeah. workout exactly because you know not everything's going to be necessarily mm. as available to them well I think the most important thing that anybody does regardless mm. of obese or not is make sure you come and see if you're talking about us let us assess you because mm-hmm. at the end of the day there is no blanket to working out and even exercises you set them up specifically to how tall you are how wide you are all the rest of it so definitely get assessed mm-hmm. and then you can be showcased four or five exercises you can't really go wrong with a hinge a squat a push and a pull and maybe some sort of rotation you can't go wrong with that but if you let one of us or wherever you go and do your training set you up correctly 
as Max says, with like a push up, then pro- there's probably some way in which you can get a push in without your belly getting in the way. Yeah. I think that's the most important. Let yourself be tall because then you get the small win to start. Yeah. And the problem is people come in, they go and just do some of the things that they've read, some of the things you've seen, as you see in the media, you get a short sighted what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. It works for a bit and then there's a there's a breakdown. So I think that's the most important thing. It's like set yourself up so that you can go with it. Yeah, and just moving your body in the correct ways that it's meant to. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's really, really simple. You don't have to do any jumping around, burpees, doing fancy, I don't know, jump lunges, all of that <laughs> stuff. Like you don't have to do any of that. And Instagram is full of crazy workouts at the moment and weird exercises I've never mm-hmm. seen in my life. Don't know how I'd ever use them. But just, yeah, just keep it really, really simple and don't go balls to walls to start off mm-hmm. with. But I would always say, even if it's just for a month, like go and speak to a professional, get some help, do some some exercises that they prescribe and just get yourself off to a good start. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to learn a new language, you can try and learn it on Rosetta Stone or you can go and get a teacher to teach you. I know which one's going to give you the better result. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you can go on Google, it will tell you a few things, or you can spend the cash, spend the time, <laughs> spend it wisely because there's a lot of shit the, out there. Yeah, it will help yeah. you in the long run. It will help you in the long run, even if you only did it for a month. Yeah. But I guarantee if you do it for a month and you see success, you're probably staying. The knowledge you can pass on in that it's, time. It's, it's invaluable, yeah. It's invaluable. I, th- I think, I, I, ha- I do have to confess, guys, that was a completely loaded question, which basically turned into a PT advert, yep. uh, which I was slightly <laughs> angling for. Just buy the fucking sessions. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the answer, the answer does often come round to that. It's the fact is people need good knowledge on a subject and a professional to show them how to do something which is going to work specifically for their body. Yeah, and want to do it. Like, don't come and give me your cash if you can't be asked. Simple. Yeah, like, absolutely. Want to do it, and you will see results. So for Max's mediation this week, I thought I would do a very, very simple game. See how in sync you guys are. See how compatible we're getting. In terms of fitness, I thought we'd do a little bit of this or that. So I'm just going to hit you with two things. You're just both going to answer first one that comes into your head, which one you prefer, essentially. So start off with squat or deadlift. Nat, go. Squat. Squat. Why? Because it's the king and your deadlift can improve off your squat, but your squat doesn't def- def- doesn't necessarily improve based off your deadlift. Uh, that's true. Would you not argue that if you could only do one exercise, that a deadlift would be a more multi-compound movement? Yeah, but man don't care about that, innit? <laughs> man just wants to jump higher. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're appealing to me with that. Yeah. All right, guys, next one. Uh, cardio in the gym or outdoors? Outdoors. Outdoors. I mean, obviously, I think. I, that, that, although, to be fair, I do like those curve runners. Those are pretty cool when we were in like 27. I'd still yeah. put it outside. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we might twist yeah. your ankle and stuff. Me and my glass ankles, mate. If I go outside, oh dear. I'd put it out on the on the balcony and just do it. No, out, yeah. <laughs> Definitely outside. outside. Absolutely. Uh, big arms, big legs. Big legs. Big legs, are you seen her? <laughs> to me, Andy, that's actually a compliment. I know, so, that's why I was yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nat, you know, you know, you're asking for my definition of wham earlier. Yeah. Looking at you. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <Jeez>. Wham. <laughs> yeah. Max's yeah. mediation. <laughs> yeah, she's wham. Plot twist. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> 
All right, behave yourself, guys. I think this is this is the, this is going best in terms of relations. I'm managing to keep. What did you say? Thick. I mean, no. big. He's, he's, big. He said, he he said legs, look at legs, legs, big legs, big legs. He said, he said, look at big you, legs. big legs. Do you prefer big legs? Yeah, I'm I don't necessarily know okay. that he's talking about himself there, but anyway, briskly Maybe moving on. Maybe I was born with it. <laughs> uh, gym or sports? No. Uh, gym. Gym. Sorry. Yeah, sport. Oh, obviously. It's the only I reason mean, I go to I don't play a sport. <laughs> you do, you're a weightlifter. <gasps> yeah, listen, hey, weightlifting. <laughs> weightlifting. No, I don't play a sport. Sorry. I don't play a sport. <laughs> I don't. That counts. That's all good. Alright, so which one of these four is the best compliment? Jack Jack? Jacked, cut, yoked, or buff? Nah, which one? Buff. Buff. <laughs> Buff. I feel like you've got to say it in that in that kind of Buff. voice. <laughs> I quite like yoked. Yoked. It's got, yoked. More, it's got more protein in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, 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 cholesterol, and cholesterol. I've never heard And biotin. Biotin, hun. Yoked. Really? Yoked. I think it's, it, I'll get stoked if someone calls so me yoked. So in in what context? Buff. Well, in what context would you use that? You I look yoked. Usually around like the upper body, like oh, yeah. you you like you're, you're yoked. Like exactly. just like big, it's, it's like big traps, like a thick neck. Exactly. Uh, big old, big old shelf for your snacks on on, on exactly. your boots. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh dear. Last one, guys. Train solo or train with a partner? Solo. Mm. Definitely solo. I feel like the, the the answer for Maximum Media. I was hoping for a you know partner, and then you guys would look adoringly like, at each other. I like. <laughs> no, no, no. I like training with a partner. But more so in the scenario we had the other night when we were like in that environment. Okay. But a class environment. Yeah. When I'm like really training properly, not just training, mm. I like to just zone out and make sure I get what I need to get out of it. Since I'm your training partner, I'm taking personal offence to this. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think that's need, it for need to catch mediation up. this yeah. week. Me and Andy will I'm never offended. train together. Yeah, I've, I've I mean, never seen you guys I mean, in train. arguments. Yeah. I mean, the strength deficit is too wide. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're squatting, mate, you can't be asked to take all those twenties off the no, bar. That's the problem, isn't it? It's, it's the like, height. Right, yeah. I can never share with anyone else. Like, yeah, I know. Tra- yeah, mate, my much. training partner is like a tree. Yeah. yeah, legit. No, I've got to do a good morning every time I put the bar back in the I'm rack. I'm like, for up Andy. here. Max, can I have a step, please? <laughs> I feel for you. He does a chin up, and he's still like here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to episode four of the More Than Muscle podcast. It's been a pleasure and a joy as always. And make sure you buy those sessions. Andy, hit with the links. www.morethanmuscle.co.uk forward slash get the gains. No. It's not the forward slash. Nat, hit with the socials. Uh, at More Than Muscle LTD, at Nat Sylvester, at Max Dodd Fitness, Flip. at PT. Andy Pelides. See you next week.